assist thy servant, Lord, the gospel to proclaim. Let power and love attend the word, and every breast in Sister Hurd and, and uh, 
the mourning that she's going through for the loss of her husband. We pray that you'll strengthen her. We thank you for the, the, the great uh, reward of, of the young girl, Caroline, and uh, we pray that uh, we can have similar reports of uh, Sister Hopkins. Mm -hmm. uh, Lord bless us this day, especially Brother Ernie used to be this servant and a special gift to look at things, help us to stretch our minds. And uh, I know we're tired and our sponges are full, but Lord, please make a little more room for, for thy word and thy truth to go home and, and uh, be a better service to our flocks. Yes. Uh, bless us and guide us. Forgive us when we come short. Give us the strength to recognize it, but also the strength to turn to walk towards you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I trust you all have the handout. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of morning, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to the final day of the 2022 Primitive Baptist Leadership Conference. <laughs> I've been saving that. I trust you've been uh, inspired and encouraged and comforted. Uh, thank you, Brother Dan. Where's he at? Uh, because this will not be any of that. <laughs> uh, please note in your schedules that... Um, uh, there is not a time given for questions and discussions after my presentation. I will not be taking questions today. <laughs> Let me start by saying I believe that children have a place in our world. Just not in our pulpits. <laughs> Glad you came, aren't you? There's no questions. My prop, so that you know that... Uh, because preachers do this all the time. This message is really more for me than it is for you. And we don't really mean that. <clears throat> but today, it is. I'll be looking at myself the whole time in my mirror. So, so hang on to that. Um, start with a couple of things by way of introduction. By their fruits, you shall know them. Um, we way too often take that out of the context. That is not talking about children of God. Nor is it giving you the authority to pick, pick them out. Right. It is not talking about church members. It is talking about the ministry. Y'all don't believe me. I do. I do. <clears throat> Red letters, by the way. Jesus Christ begins by saying, it's over Matthew 7. We won't turn there. Over there in Matthew 7. He says, beware of false That's right. prophets. That's right. For our benefit here, prophets are the ministry. Beware of false prophets that outwardly are in sheep's clothing, but inwardly ravening wolves. And, and the point I want to make about that is not that any of you are in uh, are, are, are wolves in sheep's clothing, <clears throat> but that we need to discern who we follow. We don't need to just follow anybody. That's right. uh, and Jesus said, by their fruits. Whose fruits? The ministry. Yeah. Those you're going to be following. By their fruits, you shall know them. <clears throat> Brother mentioned it already. When you leave here and get back to your church, 
I want you to encourage your church to examine you. To examine you. Amen. Look at your fruit. See what, see what, see what it is you're producing. Um, <clears throat> real quickly, you'll remember um, I told Brother Dolph, so I, you know, I, I studied a lot of uh, a lot of economic courses and even done some stuff online to try to get a better understanding of stuff because I know nothing about it. And I got nothing from any of it, but I got far more from a mock poker game uh, about about economics than I ever got from any of that other stuff. But I thought about a, a spiritual application of uh, of that of that layout he had there, <clears throat> and, and under the umbrella of uh, of the church. Remember the four columns. Didn't write them back up here. Um, four columns was the assets, the chips, the value, and, and the actions. What is the assets? And understand the context of what I'm talking about here. What is the asset in the church? The ministry is. The ministry is. You know how I know? Because Jesus Christ himself even told us to beseech him to send more of it. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. The harvest is what? Oh, yes. yeah. It's ready. It's oh, right. Man. But the laborers are few. Mm. Oh. Pray, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into that harvest. Yeah. <clears throat> we are the asset. We are the asset. Mm. By the way, don't don't get puffed up because, <laughs> well, <laughs> get puffed up if you want, but it won't last. <laughs> we are the asset in the church, and we need to pray that the Lord of Harvest would send more of that asset. Amen. Second column, it's the message. What do you what do you contribute? You contribute the message. What is the message? It is finished. It is finished. The gospel. Uh, you can't get that everywhere. No, you can't. You're contributing. It is finished. As the asset, that's what you're contributing. Then you get to that third column. What is the value of that message? What is the value of that message? You cannot put a price on that. Yes, yes. <clears throat> but can you lower its value? Yes, you can. You know how? By the fourth column. By your actions. By your actions. Uh, an unfaithful minister will belittle the value of the gospel. Paul said so there in Corinthians there about, and I'm paraphrasing, <clears throat> he said he kept himself under subjection so that after I preach to you, I... God forbid I become a castaway. That's exactly right. Um, do, do you think if Paul was a bank robber and had a string of women in every town, they'd say, come on over and get up here at the church, preach the gospel to us. And even if, by the way, yeah, that may happen, by the way. Even if some churches would do that, the value of the gospel, oh man, the value of the gospel would be belittled. God forbid. Now one aspect by the way, there in Ephesians 4, he put some in the church. And I think this is a big word. I don't know exactly what it means. I think this is a dispensation of, of the ministry. 
the pastors, the, I mean the prophets and all those folks. Then he gets to pastors and teachers. By the way, it's the only one put together. You're right. You're right. The, the rest of them are separated. The pastor and teacher is together. Sounds like pastors are supposed to be teachers. Amen. Well, what is that for? It's for the edifying. The edifying of the body of Christ. It's building it up. <clears throat> but there is some stuff that has to be done. And so I don't misquote this. There is a perfect description of the gospel in Jeremiah chapter 1. <clears throat> By the way, life does not begin at conception. Somebody say amen. Life does not begin at conception. What did God tell Jeremiah? Before I formed you in the belly. Anybody who destroys life, destroys life that began in the mind of God. By the way, have you ever noticed that Jeremiah is a prophet before he's born? When were we in the ministry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Talking to a brother, I think it was, I think it was Brother Victor, uh, yesterday about uh, he got up and close and personal with 220 volts one time. <laughs> and uh, I've been pronounced dead three times by doctors. Um, so, pardon me if I don't trust them. But point being, <laughs> point being, um, if Jeremiah was, this is not a God predetermining all things. But if God made Jeremiah a prophet before he was born into the world, Jeremiah's going to be a prophet. That's right. There's no question. Before I formed in the belly, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet. <clears throat> let, me, let, me, let me stop rambling. So, uh, where's the verse? Uh, verse, verse, uh, verse 10 in Jeremiah 1. This is a perfect description of the gospel. Yes. And look what it does. See. Mm -hmm. I have set this. I have set this day. I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. See, here's the thing. You ever watch one of those renovation shows? Yeah. <clears throat> First thing you have to do is get rid of the junk. You gotta have demo day. You gotta have demo day. <clears throat> Y'all keep in the back of your minds that comforting message from Brother Dan because it's demo day. Yeah. It's demo day. Yeah. To root out. To pull down and to destroy and to throw down. Did you notice? Yeah. I mean, there's only two left. <laughs> Four out of the six are destruction. Right. Wow. Apparently, I've had a lot of junk wow. that the gospel has to get rid of, and it's got to lay all that out. You ever see them bulldoze some property somewhere? You can already think they're going to put something there. But before they do, the gospel's got to tear it down. Did the gospel not tear you down at some point in your life? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It still does. To destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. To build and to plant. So, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get rid of some stuff today. And... Um, my, my title, I've only given that to a couple of folks, but my title, and I, I say this with all the loving kindness I can, get over yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm speaking strictly to the ministry. The rest of you can just watch and kind of giggle. 
<laughs> I'm speaking strictly to the ministry. They get over yourself. You know when Paul tells us over there to put off the old man? That may be tenfold for the ministry. Because the old man... Yeah. Yeah. By the way, isn't that daily? Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's hourly. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Um, <clears throat> Acts 28. Give you, give you an example of, 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 of why you need, to, you need to get over yourself. <clears throat> now, I don't want to exalt a person... But we all have to believe, we all have to have to come to some agreement that the Apostle Paul, he had to be one of the most blessed ministers to ever exist. Oh, there's no question. I don't want to make him some supernatural right. superhero guy, but as far as a man being blessed by God, yeah. Yeah. the Apostle Paul yeah. Yeah. is there. I, I cannot imagine sitting under the preaching of the Apostle Paul and even yawning. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. <clears throat> Paul, Paul gets put in... Yeah, I think he's in prison here about Acts 28. He was always in jail. Ex-con. Kind of people went back in God's service. Um, but to the point where people even came to him. Anybody ever show up at your house to hear the gospel? Not mine. <laughs> no? Nobody's? Paul's in jail, and so they brought people to him to hear him. And, and he's going to preach to them. And it says, in, uh, in verse 24, And some believed the things which were spoken. And some believed not. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. You're never going to reach them all. Hint, you're never going to reach your whole congregation. Some are going to believe. And some, I don't know what he's talking about, some are going to believe not. Get over yourself. We've got to quit getting up in our feelings as the ministry, more than this later. And, 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 and I mean... You ever had that Sunday drive home? You know what I'm talking about. What am I doing? What am I? By the way, where's Dan at? <clears throat> if at least I'm sorry. <laughs> here's the, here's about the only comfort I'm going to give you today. If you do burn out in God's service, it means you were burning. You understand that? You know those people who died trying? They died. Trying. Right. To quote Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> There's some cool people here. <laughs> I got something to say. It's better to burn out than fade away. At least you went down swinging. At least you went down swinging. <clears throat> but but you ever had that, that drive home where... Apostle Paul. Paul had that drive. This is the Apostle Paul. Are y'all he hearing me? Uh, I don't know if there's a mic up here. <clears throat> this is the Apostle Paul who, who preached these people and it said some believed but some believed not. Well, they weren't children of God. That's what it was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
They were unregenerate, hell-bound sinners. I mean, I guess we could pop that excuse in there and think it'll work. Some didn't believe it. Some didn't buy it. Wow. He's over there in, uh, in Acts 17. But wait, that's not all. He's over there in Acts 17. <clears throat> Preaching again. Remember that Mars Hill thing? What a great, what a great chapter. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're okay with the with the creation aspect. They're, they're okay with, with God being, because even the prophets kind of got that. In him we live, move, have our being. Uh, live came before moving there. Do y'all notice that? That may be some theological ramification there. <laughs> He's up there preaching, and they're fine with creation. They're fine with that. But verse 32 says, And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead. This is the Apostle Paul. Again, some mocked. Okay, another show of hands. You ever been at church one Sunday preaching, doing your best, but halfway back some guy jumps up and starts heckling you? Anybody? Happened to the Apostle Paul. You know what mock means? Right? We've probably done some of it in our time. May not have been on the receiving end. When they, when they heard the resurrection, some mocked. And the rest of them started looking at their watches. Didn't they? And well, Look at the time. Um, we will hear thee again of this matter. Not today, but maybe... <laughs> Hey, call me Thursday. <coughs> Get over yourself. Get over yourself. <coughs> look at what Paul went through. Look at look what he went through. He didn't reach everybody. Here's one for you. Jesus didn't reach everybody. Not with his preaching. He didn't do it. He didn't reach folks he had redeemed. Why? And the folks that did believe Paul... There's so few of them, they list their names. <laughs> Couldn't even say a great host believed him. They just list them there at the end of Acts 17. They just list the folks who it was. Wow. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. <clears throat> First Corinthians, um, First Corinthians chapter 9. My when when uh, this is except for my little bit of introduction there um, when, uh, when Brother Randall mentioned what he thought that uh, this meeting might be about I jotted down everything that's here before me. Um, didn't know I, he hadn't told me I was going to speak or anything I just started making notes on the in case uh, be instant in season out of season kind of thing right. And I want to give us a little bit of um, a little bit of perspective, a little bit of perspective about the ministry because I don't think we can be leaders until we understand who we are and what the ministry is. Paul says in uh, in First Corinthians nine, uh, verse sixteen, he says, "For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity." is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not 
the gospel. <clears throat> That's not just in there. That's right. It's not just taking up space. Amen. Paul's giving you a picture of something, and I think we've overlooked it. I have something to announce to you today to let all you ministers know what you are. You are a pack animal. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the language that Paul is using here. If you go back through Scripture, you'll find that language used over and over again. When it uses that term, that laid upon term, it is talking about a pack animal. I had some pictures, but I didn't think they'd show up well. Um, <clears throat> I found one of this, this, this donkey or whatever just packed with all this stuff. There's even a, a milk crate on, the, on, on this thing. I don't know why, but it's just buried over with this stuff. You are a pack animal. Doesn't look glamorous. There's no limousines involved. That's what you are. That's what you are. You are a pack animal in the service to God. <clears throat> um, so let's think about pack animals for a little bit. And think, think spiritually here. <clears throat> pack animals traditionally. Now this is this is time period. They didn't use a pack animal, and, and y'all think about this. They didn't use a pack animal um, most of the time for a short trip. If, if, if you're going to take something from one end of town to the other end of town, most of the time they wouldn't get the pack animal out of the barn to do that. Pack animals are traditionally for a long journey. For a long journey. Amen. You're in this yes. for a while. You're in this for a while. Um, <clears throat> somebody already mentioned this week. He has brought immortality and life to light through the gospel. Don't let that light go out on the journey. Don't let that light go out. Somebody even mentioned, when do you need light the most? In the dark? Anybody looked at the world lately? It's a dark world. We need, we need the gospel. Yes, we need the gospel. Brother Dickey's, Brother Dickey's presentation. Some folks we don't even want to have give the gospel to need the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. We, need the, we need the light. Carry your pack animal. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. I hope you're all thinking about one. I hope you got a picture of one in your head. They smell, got flies flying around them. <laughs> They're not clean. Nobody's paying a whole lot of attention to them. They kept them alive. I mean, at the least, is all they done. And they locked them away somewhere, and they bring them out, and they load them down, and here we go. <clears throat> this has come up a lot. As a pack animal, how long do I have to carry it? As long as you can. That's it. As long as you can. As long as you can. We know we know things we know things get us in life, you know. We all want to live to be 115, 20 and and be like Moses, and so when we die our health is not abated and we just stop living. Um, but that may not be the case. Right. How long should I carry this pack? As long as you can. As long as you can. <clears throat> in a lot of cases. They didn't even have anything for the pack animal on the pack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? Yes. They didn't even have anything for the pack animal in the pack. He's carrying this 
stuff. By the way, Google a pack animal when you get home, and you'll see all the terrain. I mean, I'm talking about rocks and, and jagged places this thing's having to go up in. And when they got to a resting spot, a lot of times they would just turn the pack animal loose and say, I think there's something green over there. Fend for yourself. Y'all hearing me? Now, I may be different. I may be different, and I am. I get that. But I get nothing out of my preaching. I get nothing. Do you? I mean, I'm talking about, I hope you get some out of mine. But Strike that, I'm not taking questions today. When I, when I go home Sunday, I'm empty. I'm, I, by the way, I need this. I'm empty. I've got nothing. I'm scraping bottom. I talked to Brother Carl one day. Brother Carl, Brother Carl, I got nothing. What'd you preach about today? And I tell him, well, that's, that's pretty good. I got nothing out of it. I got nothing out of it. When you, when you feed sheep, when the guy's feeding sheep, he's not holding a bag of Doritos. <laughs> right? Right. This pack animal's not carrying stuff for himself. He's not. He's got to rely on the one that's looking after him. Amen. He's not carrying anything for himself. He's tired. He's hungry. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's why Scripture says things like muzzle not the ox. Right. right. And, and by the way, he's not, he's not T-bone staking it. I don't know if that's a term. <laughs> he's not, it is now. That, it is now. That, ox is not, that ox is not living it up. He's just eating what he can eat. He's just eating what he can eat. Paul said, I robbed other churches. Paul's spending for himself. Look, I know you're going to say, well, God providentially takes care of the ministries. I get all that. But the picture here is very important. Yes. To, to understand who we are in the ministry. Get over yourself. Right. Your pack animal. Your pack animal. <clears throat> if the pack animal fails, the party dies. By the way, that's not an ego thing. That's not an ego thing. If the pack animal fails, ministers, the people die. Um, there is a perishing in this life, by the way. Right. You can still be breathing and perish. Right. Can't you? Yes. You can be dead and breathing. I know that's weird. But we heard it, we heard it already. What did, the, what, did the, what did the father say about his son? This my son was dead. He was dead. If the pack animal fails, if the pack animal fails, people will perish. People will perish. In fact, here's another one for you. In the time period, and I'm sure it still happens in countries where they use pack animals, the, um, I always want to use this word, the marauders, <clears throat> when they would go out and they would look at parties and they wanted to take down a party, guess what they would shoot first? <coughs> shoot the pack animal. Shoot the pack animal. Again, <clears throat> I don't want you puffed up here. I want you to have some reality. You've got a target on you as the minister. If, he, if the minister could be taken out, by the way, you know how, you know how the devil does it? He rarely shoots at me. But he'll shoot at my kid. 
That's right. I'm lying. Yeah. Right? Or my wife. Shoot at my wife. Yeah. Shoot at something I care about. Because yep. if the marauder takes out the pack animal, a whole bunch of folks are toast. Yep. Necessity is laid upon me. Necessity. <clears throat> You're a pack animal. You're a pack animal. <clears throat> Here's another one for you. This is beautiful. Traditionally, time period, the pack animal did not take anything. Traditionally, I know there's exceptions. Don't come up to me later and tell me. <laughs> but traditionally, in what Paul is talking about, in this pack animal, in this picture, traditionally the pack animal did not take anything for the destiny. Think now. Y'all primitive Baptist, aren't you? Think with me. Traditionally, the pack animal was not loaded down with things for the destiny. He was loaded down with things for the journey. That's right. Beautiful. You know the gospel didn't get you to heaven. That's right. <clears throat> but it sure can tell you about it along the way. Mm-hmm. Can it? Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're on a long if you're on a long trip and you're headed to somewhere, you know, don't you talk about it in the car? Mm. Right? It doesn't get you there. But it might make you drive faster. Pack mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> animals carrying things for the journey. It's carrying things for the journey. To edify the body of Christ. To build them up. Yes, yes. May I tear them down a little bit? To build them up along the way. They're going to get to heaven, by the way. Amen. They get to heaven. But that journey can be rough for a lot of them. We've heard some of it. That's right. The journey can be rough. You're a pack animal. You're a pack animal. <clears throat> um, first, first Timothy. Casting all our cares upon him because he careth for you. I love that, don't you? Yeah. Let me tell you what God doesn't care about. He didn't care about your feelings. He doesn't care about your plans. <laughs> Are y'all here? Are y'all with me? He doesn't! Uh, yeah. He doesn't, you're a pack animal! Necessity was laid upon the Apostle Paul. Now, can I? Can, can Paul say no and can Paul quit? Absolutely you can. You know what they did to the pack animals that wouldn't carry? They shot them. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, they ate them. I don't know that that would happen, but <clears throat> they shot them. You quit. Because Paul said, if I don't preach the gospel... Whoa. Amen. Ministers, you don't want God's love. That's right. You don't don't want God's love. Just carry the pack. You you don't want God's love. You think that's you think it's bad. You think it's bad. You 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 know you that burnout thing. You think it's you think it's rough carrying the gospel. The woe is a lot worse. Yeah, there's no question. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. No question. 
Paul's got plans. Paul's got, you know, I love hearing these folks that uh, talk about, well, you know, talking about some of these, these folks that are in the ministry now. So what, what, was you, what, did, what did you want to do? Well, I had planned to do this and this and this and this, and I was going to go to college, or I was going to do so-and-so, and I was going to have all this and this and this. But, because God don't care. Right. God don't care what your plan is. You're a pack animal. <clears throat> tells, tells Timothy here in 1 Timothy 12, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me. That means to be empowered. Yeah, yeah. I know you hear that a lot on TV preaching, but I like it. Empowered. Here's the thing. <clears throat> and I, I think Brother Dan touched on it. God does not put a man in the ministry and leave him lacking with what he needs to be in the ministry. Yeah, that's right. that's <clears throat> God has given you every single thing you need. Quit looking for it. You've got it all. Wow. He has enabled me. He has empowered me. You've got it all. It's all there. For He counted me faithful. Let me tell you what that doesn't mean. God didn't look at Saul of Tarsus and say, oh, there's a good one. <laughs> That's right. He didn't. Nor did He look in the future. He didn't. He didn't look in the future and say, well, He's going to turn out okay. That's not what that means. It means He commanded him with this list of here's what you got to do. He tallied it all up against him. He commanded him to be faithful. Yes, yes, yes. And then he pleaded with the Apostle Paul to go into the ministry. No, no. <laughs> putting me into the ministry. That word putting in Greek means I'm just messing with Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even need it. Yeah. Most of you, I better not say most, this thing's recording. All of you put on pants this morning. <laughs> Did any of you, any of you, ask the pants anything? <laughs> Did you? He has enabled me, counted me, commanded me to be faithful, and put me in the ministry. You're a pack animal. Yeah. Get over yourself. You're in. I'll tell you this too. Not only does God not have a volunteer ministry, He doesn't. That's right. I mean, it'd be nice if you were willing. Make it easier on you. But He don't care. He also doesn't have a volunteer army. He doesn't. We were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. He didn't say, hey, everybody line up who wants to come. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> Second Timothy, let's see. Um, let's see who's with me on this one, because this is this is this is pretty out there. <clears throat> I love how many times in, in, in first and second Timothy that Paul says, Old Timothy. Uh -huh. Old Timothy. Mm -hmm. Because Paul's there. Paul's there. Paul knows what Timothy's into, what, it, what Timothy's in for. You, you ever had a young, a, young, a young man come up to you and, and say you felt the call to the ministry and you, you immediately rejoice 
and then. Right? Because you know. Necessity. Necessity is going to be laid on him. Has been laid on him. You know what's coming. He tells Timothy in, uh, in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.8 Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me his prisoner. You're a pack animal and you're a prisoner. Get over yourself. Well, I didn't volunteer for prison. Does anybody? <laughs> <laughs> but be thou. Be thou. That word be is powerful by the way. It's like, it's like become the sons of God. Manifest the qualities of. Sign up for. Willingly step in. Whatever the case may be. Be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. <clears throat> Here's the thing. And you, you may disagree. And that's fine. The call to the ministry. When he says the afflictions of the gospel, he's not talking about tribulation and trials and all that stuff that you can get by preaching as Paul did when he ultimately gets his head chopped off from preaching, preaching Christ. He's not talking about that. The call to the ministry is an affliction. Get out your dictionary. All afflictions are not bad things. Look at the word. Now, we hear somebody's afflicted with blindness. They're afflicted with a broke leg. Pack animal. Was that pack animal afflicted with what it carried? Was it, was it afflicted by what it, what it was toting? Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was burdened by it. Be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Carry the call to the ministry. Carry it. It is an affliction. But by the way, <clears throat> there's a God in heaven. There's the Lord of the harvest who put you here. He's going to be there. That's right. Oh, He's yes. going to be there. You bet. Amen. But the call to the ministry is an affliction. It is a burden. By the way, what was in the pack? Thumbtacks? Um, I mean, what, what, what's in the pack that the, that the pack animal's carrying? Everything in there is beneficial. Was it heavy? You better know it was heavy. You better know it was heavy. We've all watched some of those you know, black and white westerns. At least I hope you have if you're American. <laughs> and every once in a while you'll see when them pack animals kind of you know, lose its balance and they'll fall off a cliff or whatever the case is. Why do you fall? Because it's heavy! It's heavy. And somebody will say, well, there goes our sardines. Or there goes our, there goes our blankets or whatever was on there. But everything that's on that pack animal is beneficial. Every single bit of it. <clears throat> everything you carry is beneficial. Because it's the gospel. It's the word of God. Is it heavy? You better know it's heavy. You better know it's heavy. You can complain about it if you want. But you know who put it there? The subject of the gospel put it there. <clears throat> Timothy, carry it. Carry it. Be partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. 
carry it. Where, carry it where you're going. <clears throat> I don't know how I'm doing on time. Let me wrap up early. One more thing. In, um, <clears throat> in Joshua. I've never had a scandal. That's weird. I think it's Joshua chapter 3. The picture here is one of the most convicting things I've ever seen uh, that I've read. And uh, in Joshua chapter 3, they're going to cross the Jordan. Remember this? And uh, Joshua chapter 3, verse 11. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Wow. whole lot of that. That's not the subject. Now therefore take you up twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon and heap. Whole bunch of whole bunch of pictures here. What do the priests represent? It's the ministry. It's the ministry. You think the ark was heavy? Yeah. Yeah. It's covered in gold. Yeah. 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 Tablets. I'm telling you, this guy's guys. I mean, look at this thing. This thing's heavy. It's heavy. And they got to tote it. You know, they tried putting it on a cart once because it'd make it faster, make it more efficient. <laughs> Didn't somebody die because of that? God killed a guy because of that. I think he's kind of serious about his word and about his commandments. <clears throat> but they're told this thing, and it's heavy. What we're told is heavy. But it's, but it's, it's a good thing to tell. Yes, Yes. Toad of Timothy. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to, uh, <clears throat> to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they, they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of the harvest that the waters which came down from, the, from above stood and rose upon a heap uh, very far from the city. Adam will stop there. Here's the thing. And never miss this. When, when Scripture puts something in parentheses, over there in Ephesians, I think it's a couple of times, Paul will say something and then there'll be parentheses. By grace you be saved. Isn't that great? By grace you be saved. And we live in that emoticon world. You ever notice there's a smiley face and a little winky smiley face at the end of that? Yes. Yes. He got it. The Jordan overflowed its banks. To this day, I'm 50-something years old, 51, 52, I forget. To this day, I have nightmares about my childhood. To this day. I was in single digits, five, six years old. They got us up one, two o'clock in the morning. We lived in this, apart, this apartment building at the, end of a, at the end of a long stretch of, a, of a trailers, and the end of a trailer park. We lived in the apartments because we were high class. 
<laughs> you had to work your way up through the trailers and you got to the apartment. We got up there. Moving on up to the, to the stop. Anyway. <laughs> Woke us up 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. We look out the front door. We look, I look out the door. I'm a little, I'm a little thing. All I see is water. All I see is water. I've never been so terrified in all my life. Water. Water. Y- y'all know what flood water looks like? It don't look pretty. Yeah, it's not scary. And I still smell it. Mm, sure. I still smell it. Mm. That was the most terrified I've ever been in my life. I mean, this stuff is this stuff is beyond me. It's beyond me. I couldn't walk to the car. It was over my head. I couldn't walk to the car. They had to carry me, put me in the car. Let's talk about the car a minute. My dad had an old Ford Comet, I think it was. Some of you may, may know of them. Yep. Floorboards were rusted out. There's water in the car. I'm sitting in water in this car. I don't even know how it started. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I, guess, I guess that's what it was. And we're driving. You know, we have to go as slow as we can. You can't, you know, you can't drive fast in a flood. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> and we're just creeping along up this up this thing, trying to get way up there to the because the road goes up like that, and we'll get out of the water. I'm just a little kid looking out my window, and I can see water right there at the window. I mean, to this day, it doesn't happen all the time now. It's happening less and less, but I still dream about that flood. It always gets me. Yeah, yeah. I smell it. I feel it, and it overwhelms me. Maybe it's you know. Because I'm a, I'm a pastor now. <laughs> but it was terrifying. It was terrifying. If you've never been in a flood, you just don't know. It's terrifying. I'm a little scared by the ocean. There's that, you know, there's that song, You Should Feel Small by the Ocean. That's a big deal. That's a lot of water. Yeah. Go try and stop it. <laughs> Point is, the priest had to go into the flood. Did y'all catch that? Yes. It's a flood. This ain't just this ain't guessing. This ain't this ain't clear water where you can see the bottom and everything's fine. God is telling them this is beyond you. This water is over your head. Yes. Because here's the thing, ministers. It's gonna be over your head. No question. It's gonna be over your head. No question. And God's going to tell you to step in there. That's exactly right. God's going to tell you. And you better step in there. Because when they stepped in there, what happened? Amen. Wouldn't you love to see that? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? <clears throat> Every single one of those people would have drowned and died. Yeah, I had that in the right order. Every one of them would have drowned and died in the Jordan if the ministry hadn't went first. What did God tell them? Who's going first? Who's carrying it? Somebody tell me one day what the ark really, re- what it completely represents. I know it represents a whole bunch of stuff. It's the Word of God. It's Jesus. All of the above. And they're, they're carrying it. And if they don't get in that water first, they didn't get, on, they didn't get to go on dry land. Y'all did catch that. Yeah. They don't get dry land. They have to get in the flood water. Ministers, you've got to get your feet wet. Yeah. Amen. You've got to get your feet wet in, in flood water. 
Amen. It's going to look terrifying. It's going to be over your head. It's going to be beyond you. Get in it. Wow. Get in it. Amen. And then, if they get in that water, the water gets out of the way. Wow. <laughs> they get in the middle. Remember this? They stand there. Is the ark heavy? Did we cover that already? Yeah. Carrying all this gold? Yeah. They stand there care, holding this ark. Holding it up as everybody passes by. How many? Roughly three million, Marty says. Roughly. Ballpark. Roughly three million people walking past. Take what? Ten minutes? Twenty? <laughs> wow. The ministry has got to go first. Let me get a little personal with you. Because I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in all of us. I'm going to tell you. I love every one of you. That's why I tell you that. That's why you tell your kids that, isn't it? So I'm disappointed in you. That was a horrible thing to hear. I'd rather be whopped, wouldn't you? <laughs> <clears throat> Who should have been the first people to die of COVID in 2020? We should have been. We should have been. Every time you hear about a church shooting, who should they shoot first? The ministry. The ministry. We should be on the front lines. Remember that thing with Jacob? You know, Jacob's over there with his, had like a small army, and he hears that, that Esau, you know, that brother he, you know, railroaded and swindled and such, is coming. And so, so Jacob, being the strong, manly leader that he is, says, um, I'll tell you what we'll do. This will be strategic. We'll put the kids first. Because the army's coming. He's assuming. He doesn't know what Esau's coming. He thinks Esau's coming to kill him. They're coming with swords and staves and whatever else they had to slaughter Jacob and all this. So, strategically, we'll put the kids first. Wow. What if they get through the kids? Well, that's true. Put the women after that. Y'all remember this? Oh, yeah. No. No, that is, that is not a picture of the ministry. It is not. Jacob's in the back, by the way. What do you have? I don't remember how he had all the servants, probably the camels, whatever else. Everything's in front of him. He's in the back. Can't leave from the back. Can't leave from the back. We need to be first. We need to be first. Amen. Final reference. Not Death Leopard again. <clears throat> we were soldiers. You ever seen that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mel Gibson? Yeah. Something struck me. Something struck me in that movie when I saw it years ago. <clears throat> he was the uh, he was the leader of the, the cavalry, the um, the same, the same uh, folks that had that bad thing back in, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> same folks that didn't end well. He's he's the, he's in the that version. I guess it's, 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 this was the Vietnam era or something of that nature. Yeah. And uh, but he says to them, yeah. "I will be the first one to step out on the field, right. and I'll be the last one to leave it." That is a picture of the ministry. That is a picture of the ministry. Amen. Anything less 
anything less is not what God called us to do. It is not what God called us to do. We have been put into the ministry. We did not volunteer. Same people wouldn't. <laughs> we have been put in the ministry. We have been put there. We have been put there with a job to do, and God really doesn't care what our opinion is about that. We've been told to do it. Nobody, nobody debated. Nobody, nobody, nobody debated with the pack animal. Hey, we got to drive. We got to walk about a thousand miles. Do you mind carrying this stuff? They just put it on there. They just put it on there. And then, of course, like I said, shot it if it didn't do it. <clears throat> You're a pack animal in God's service. That's what you are. Sounds glorious, doesn't it? I never saw a pack animal step out of a Learjet. <laughs> I know I've heard that. Charles got one, is he? <laughs> I never seen that. I never seen one show up in a Lexus. I'm just saying. Never saw a pack animal do that. They look pretty rough. We're pack animals in God's service. And I'm unworthy to be one, by the way. I'm unworthy to be one. Get over yourself. And get to work. Amen. Thank you for your attention. No questions. <laughs> Any questions? Can I make some comments? Sure. Can I borrow your prop? My mirror? Yeah. <laughs> just, just pretend I got a mirror. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you right. <laughs> Do you really want uh, it? I'll just pretend okay. it's okay. a mirror. This is my mirror. <laughs> um, your first illustration is very similar to the one you spent the most time on. You, you made reference to the labors in the, going into the harvest. So think of all the people that pick cotton. They were considered by most of the society not much better than a pack animal. Yeah, yeah. They carried a big burden in that pack of either cotton or if they were picking fruit or whatever. They, it's a heavy load, it's hard work. Usually the lowest in society, yeah. at least significant. You know, that's the labors of the harvest. Yeah. But um, what hit me was not what you said, but what I went back and read. <laughs> Uh, now, part of what you said hit me good, too. Um, I, I do believe that five in those two verses, well, there's, there's a, he uses that illustration at least twice in Matthew and Luke. But the setting is different. In one, he's sending the twelve. The other, he's sending the seventy. Yeah. And it says this right before he sends the twelve and the seventy. Uh, the word more is not in there. It, it could be implied. But he, he doesn't tell them to pray for more laborers. He's sending the 12 and the 70, and they're the few. <laughs> yeah. And he sends them. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like you pray for what I'm sending you to do. Yeah. Pray for yourself. As I send your few laborers into this harvest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the part of the point that hits me. I'm here. 
is too much time I spend, you, you use this illustration, waiting at home for somebody to come in my living room and ask me about the gospel. <laughs> or if my living room is the building I call you, we call you the church. Yeah. That's, they weren't sent to the synagogue. They weren't sent for the harvest to come to them. And this is what hits me <laughs> over and over again. And I get it, but I don't do it. I'm not a very good laborer. I'm not where the fields are that are wide on the harvest. We're expecting, we're praying for God to send the harvest into the house. Yeah. That's not where the harvest is. That's why. They're out in the fields. Yeah. And the laborers are few. We need to get busy. Man, that's that's what hits me. Yeah. Everything else you said is great. I'm not contradicting anything. <laughs> don't, don't, don't think I'm please don't. Yeah. It was very powerful, very good. Yes. But the the images are the same. Yeah. The pack animals don't care the pack in the barn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. But thank you for letting me share what hits me. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sure every one of you are better than I am at that. But uh, that's, I mean, <coughs> it's convicting. Brother Ernie, I, I just, just a couple things. I, I'm, I'm suitably chastised. Uh, but uh, I do get something out of my preaching. What I get out of my preaching is the whole next week being taught the same lesson by, by my conscience that I tried to teach them on Sunday. <laughs> Yes. That, uh, and, and, and another thing too, a pack animal doesn't just carry stuff. He carries stuff because he has a yoke on him yeah. that the stuff is tied to. Yeah. A pack beautiful, animal beautiful, with an empty yoke. Wow. Is a yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. And a person who loads him needs to know how to load the yoke huh? so that he stays balanced. Brother, yeah. Well, that may be because one place, but unforeseen accidents. Yeah, that's good. Brother, I don't think I like you anymore. That'll be honest. He gave us a glorified name for a bunch of asses. By the way, you can. And then you 
follow that into the New Testament, mm-hmm. and it's Jesus who rode right. into Bethlehem on the acid, the cult and fold acid. Yes. And the lesson that can be tied in that is when Samson was in the field, he picked up the jawbone of an ass and slayed a thousand Philistines. So what makes the difference in your life is that Jesus allows your mouth to do something good. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he did, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me is, is the strong man of Israel has taken hold of a wild ass and allowed something good to come out that wasn't normally been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, similar to my thoughts when the Lord walked into the cemetery to give mm-hmm. life to Lazarus he came in on foot well, human, yes. there's men in this world that I have the greatest esteem for the greatest concern for and love for and that's you ministers. You're just special because God calls you. And I wish I could do more to assist you ministers in your afflictions that you've been called into. The only thing I can do is pray for you. And I just want to say I love you all and I, and I when I see a minister, there's something special about him that I don't know how to describe. There's a halo over your head, <laughs> if there is such thing. But anyway, I just want to say that you're special, and I love you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. When the Lord walked into the cemetery to raise Lazarus, he did it on foot. Gave the command all by himself. Was no refusal. Lazarus came forth. Amen. When the Lord rode into town for praise and triumph, he picked a pack animal. Not only a pack animal, a young pack animal following. And uh, sometimes uh, the Lord will he'll never let use us to give life. But sometimes he'll He'll use us in bringing forth praise, triumph, Amen. healing took place in the temple after that. Amen. We pray that that will happen. And every once in a while, you run into somebody, not only will they draw water for the person, they'll draw water for the bad man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good sign. <laughs> Let's turn over to 292. Like stand while we stand while we sing, and uh, we'll sing all three verses of this, and ask uh, Brother Jesse Scripture to dismiss us, and then we'll meet again. We're supposed to meet at ten forty-five. Is it all right with y'all if we meet a little early, ten thirty? All right. It's ten fourteen right now, so we'll sing this and dismiss in prayer, and then get back together at ten thirty. Two ninety-two. Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb, and shall